Hi, my name is Paula and I'm a new mom. Welcome to We've Probably Been There, a podcast by First Moms Club about how we really dealt and truly felt about everything motherhood. No BS, no judgment, and no advice, from us at least. Welcome to the club. This is the story of the beginning of the end of our old lives. So the overwhelming love topped off with some hormonal imbalances equals the day we bring our baby. So little context on my story. So we're done at being at the hospital. You know, I finished my quota of sleeping there and uh, we bring Maya, we put her in this, what looks like this huge car seat, put her in the car seat, bring her home. And uh, when we bring Maya home for the first time, first baby, first everything, um, I vividly remember sitting on my couch, breastfeeding Maya and just bursting into tears, just bursting into tears. And my mother was here and Matt was here and they were trying to help me, you know, like be comfortable this and that. And I just started crying. And I, my immediate thought was like, that's it, postpartum depression. Got it. You know, like that's what's going to happen to me and I'm going to be crying every day and this and that. And uh, my mom looked at me and she's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I identified what I was feeling at that time. And I said, I just love her so much. Like I cannot. The, the feeling that I was, dis- was, what was feeling was overwhelming love. And it was so foreign to me because I've never felt that before. And, and then I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I told myself, I'm like, this is what unconditional love feels like. And I've never felt like that before. And it scared me. And I told myself, uh, actually, my mother told me, she's like, she looked at me. She's like, yeah, like, look at me like I was a foreign person. Like, why are you crying? She's like, yeah, you're a mom now. I'm like, oh, this is what that feels like. I'm like, no, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rewinds. Too much. Don't want to feel this anymore. You know, like, I would have given anything for that feeling. You see? Yeah, I would have given anything for that feeling. Um, and we and we'll get into that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I just, oh I just, I just, no, 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 not at all. And I just, and anyway. So just to say, that day was so important to me, and and that and she changed me, and she and obviously kids change you forever, but I just remember feeling those, those foreign feelings and, and anxieties and, you know, let alone like, what do I do? And, oh my God, am I cleaning her umbilical cold right? And this and that. And it's just it, the overwhelming love that was just rushing through my body was the scariest thing I've ever felt in my life. So, so you were saying, oh, you wish you felt that. I don't tell know that I want that. to be your segue into that. I do. I do want, it's different. Please tell me. Um, I'm sure you're not alone. <laughs> well, I, much like you, uh, cried a lot after I brought Emma home, my eldest. Um, But it was mostly, I would say, because of feelings of um, loneliness, of feeling... um, I remember thinking and saying to my husband, Chris, many times over the first maybe, maybe month, like, what have we done? Like, why did we do this to ourselves? We had a good life. Why did we decide to upend and our lives by bringing a child into our home and into our lives um, and feeling like I had made a massive mistake? Like, why? Why did we do this? Like, we, ha- we had a good life. We could go out when we wanted. We uh, enjoyed life, and I felt really... Um, a bit of a, I, I felt a, a prisoner of my life. Um, and I 
felt incredibly lonely and inadequate because I was feeling these feelings. And I, I remember it, it went to bonding as well, which I, I had some issues with in the first few months. I think now in retrospect, I should have consulted about that probably. <laughs> like you said, you thought it was postpartum. Yeah. That's what postpartum sound like. I'm not yeah. a therapist. No, yeah. no, but, but I did speak to someone. After, saying. Yeah, yeah, I did speak to someone qualified after the fact and um, it raised a lot of red flags about uh, certain things that were characteristic of postpartum. And, and then gently it, it passed. And fortunately, you know, we say in French, le temps fait bien les choses, time heals all wounds. And eventually, as time went on, I, I did start to bond with my child. But initially, at least from, from the outset, um, I was wondering, where, where, when am I going to feel the love? Like that unconditional love that, like, I just felt the, that the child was so foreign to me. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know intuitively what to do with it. And then I, I thought that I had made a mistake getting into motherhood because obviously I was not meant to be a mother because none of the instincts and the love of motherhood that you expect to kick in were kicking in for me. Um, and I just, and then segue into that feeling of we have made a big mistake doing this, you know, because I was not, obviously I was not meant for this, you know. I, th I think I thought that I went into motherhood because, well, we got married and then so logically that's the next thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that is kind of my initial bringing home baby story. Um, and it, it, took a, it took longer than I expected, I think, to get past that point and into feelings that you described, like feelings of immense love and um, of, of, of bonding. And was it different the second time? No, it was very different the second time. I had a really, I had a, you can invite me for that one, but I had a traumatic birth story for Emma. And I think that probably played into 100%. my having her. Uh, into my having her. But with Alice, everything, I had a planned uh, C-section had to do with my previous birth story. And I felt it all in the way that you described uh, with Maya. I, I, I felt that. And then I, I was like, oh, this is the thing. This is the feeling that they were saying that I would feel. Um, I, so I, I was fortunate enough in my, with my second child to experience that. Um, but I, it, was a, it was a moment I just really, with my first that I felt really ill-equipped, uh, inadequate. So I don't know, that's like a bit of an odd place to leave it at. I don't but. know if this is weird. But <laughs> I, I, um, that was probably really hard for you to share. Yeah, it was, actually. To verbalize it, but I can also see it on your body. Yeah. Like you, That's what Ari there, said before. There's, yeah, I can see. But like, yeah. I just want you to know that like right now, I think everybody's here for you. And It took a while for me to start talking about that. I think I've shared that with you mm -hmm. once before. Yeah. But uh, it did take a long time for me to express and share these stories. I remember my mom also was really present with me when I had... Emma initially and she had that overwhelming love for Emma right and she was so like and I was like what is what's, what's going this, on there what's this lady doing? <laughs> what's like, she on yeah. and, and, and for Chris my husband it was a lot easier for him to he just took to parenthood like 
very easily. So, Bianca, tell us your experience when you brought your first or your second home, how they were different, or tell us. So I had a very different experience, and I was, when I arrived home, I think I felt more confident, actually, because I had just spent about seven months in bed. So I had seven months to cry because I was sick and feeling inadequate, Mm -hmm. not only as a a mother or mother-to-be, but also as um, a professional not working and feeling like I wanted to go to work. So I had a long long time with no kids to just cry and get that all out and process. And actually the moment I gave birth, the first breath that I took was actually feeling like myself again. Oh, that's a beautiful. Yeah, really. Because you had such a tough pregnancy. I had such a difficult pregnancy. I was completely incapacitated. So... Right after, feeling like myself again, having my my own normal thoughts be there again, it just felt like I was reliving. I was re-energized. Like a release, really. Yeah. And uh, when I arrived home, I was preparing myself for um, the baby blues because we talk a lot about the baby blues when the hormones fall fall back Mm -hmm. down and everything. So I was expecting it. My husband was expecting it. Um, And when that did happen... Instead of having a baby blues, I actually experienced what I'd call a baby high. Yeah. That, that happened. You've never, heard about never that. heard of it before. Yeah. She told me that. Yeah. I was like, what? It's called like Neither euphoria. Like, it's called like a something euphoria. Um, I actually had a hurt before I gave birth. Somebody I knew gave birth. And they were describing that their voice changed. It got really high. <laughs> yes. Like they were mm-hmm. so giddy. The, mm-hmm. And so, like, so happy. You told me you felt like that you were their voice I changed. Felt like I was on <laughs> yeah drugs. Yeah, it's called a something euphoria. Yeah. I don't remember how the long right did one. they go on for? It, it went on for a few hours. Okay, and okay. for I like I like I said, it felt like I was on drugs. I don't know how long it actually lasted. Yeah, but to me, it's like it kept on going on and on yeah. and on, and it was like amazing. Like I was on, well, I was on speed. I was not on speed, Obviously. but it felt as if I was because yeah. that's it. I kept yapping, and I, I couldn't Bodies stop. Are cool. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> are. And my husband was telling me, "Oh, Bianca, it's the hormones." And I was like, "No, it's not the hormones. I'm just like this." Imagine, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Okay, all right, I'll just leave you doing like yeah. what you're doing." And yeah. I remember. I had to call my mom. I had to call my sister. When I couldn't reach my sister, I called my brother-in-law. I started being like super oversharing with my brother-in-law. Oh my God, sounds like me in my past years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't stop myself. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like um, I had this need to move. And like movement felt so like amazing. Is that like it was right like, at the hospital still? Oh no no. This is when I got home. Where did they yeah, give you after. at the hospital? Exactly. I don't know. Did Nothing you, actually. Did you I have, have an epidural? No, I had one hundred percent natural birth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like a leftover narcotics in your system. No, it's just no, hormones. No, no, yeah, it was just hormones. Yeah. It's very and, cool. Yeah, I really. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I so I remember taking my shower and needing to move I was doing what once again I called yoga shower does not exist probably but 
I was just moving and just the feeling of my movement and my body. It felt like my, um, how do you call this? Your spine. My, your spine. my spine. Every time I would move, it was like my spine was just getting longer. And you know how it is after being pregnant and I'm short, right? So my body was like completely like distorted, but like all women probably experience that. Yeah. But like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a small, I've got a small frame. And so it just felt like everything pulling back up and it's like, it was amazing. It was euphoric. Wow. And <laughs> after, and that wasn't it. After that, I still had something else. After my shower, I got really cold. I was feeling like I have to sleep now. So I went in the bed. And all this time, it's really interesting. Uh, my son was sleeping. My newborn was sleeping. <laughs> and that's why I say I can't recall how long this lasted. To me, seemed like a really long time. And I do remember thinking, oh, why is he still sleeping? But he would always eat well and everything. So I, w I didn't feel concerned that um, he, he wouldn't get the proper food intake. He, he had actually just gone through a lot of, um, you know, the cluster feeding. Yeah. So I felt a little bit at ease about that. So I went under my covers to get warm and I had the covers over my head and I was in a little ball and I became my son. Pardon? <laughs> I became my son as a fetus. Yeah, it was, it was like I'm saying. I, I was like remember under the, every moment. Yeah, well, it was very meaningful very high, to me. You won't remember, but this is like. But there were no drugs involved. It was just hormonal. Right. But. <laughs> And that's I've never I done hallucinogenics, but this sounds very hallucinogenic. Yeah. It does, right? And I've never <laughs> taken drugs. I've never done so it. So you became so this your is, son. But I feel like this is how it would feel like. A hundred percent. Right? Like this if is you how watch someone feel. on So you're there, you're under the covers, under, and you you I you was him. You I was in a little I was in a little fetal ball. I could feel him and I felt him going through my birth canal, going down oh and my God, like. Oh, you were reliving the birth? Yeah, I was reliving the birth as him. Oh. People do that as a sort of therapy. Have you ever seen that where they like, no. like a therapist will like, like I didn't put them know in that. something tight yeah. and then they have to like come out and it's like apparently like therapeutic to like relive your birth in a less traumatic way. Was your birth traumatic? Uh, giving birth, birth giving or my birth. own no, for no, when I came birth. to life and no, okay, no, no, I don't no. remember giving how birth. I was born. <laughs> giving birth. But not at all. Okay, so it was beautiful. I don't know. I'm just saying like but it is a type of therapy to like That's and then and then okay, so then you 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 relived the birth canal situation and then yeah. what? <laughs> uh and then what I fell asleep and fell then asleep. I was back to normal. And then you were back to Wow. But you so then say, the, yeah. after the sleep brought you back to Bianca. I mean, she was just your baseline. Oh, Bianca. Just my baseline Bianca. She slept it off. Yeah, I slept it off. It, <laughs> it passed. I love that. But it was therapeutic. I'm I, sure. It, it really did feel like something, something, how can I say this? Was released was healed? from you? Yeah. I was like living an experience that was kind of outer body. Out, yeah. yeah, that would be a, yeah, outer body yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it fixed something inside of me. It Whoa. fixed something that I needed to be fixed without knowing, I guess. And it really felt nice. Love that. And it did That's set incredible. the tone for the rest of okay. uh, entering motherhood. It really did. I kind of wish your husband had like filmed part of it so that you could see yourself in that moment. Because I feel like that would be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> did you experience that with the second as well? No. Okay, it, so it was a one-time oh, thing. Oh, it was a one-time thing. Yeah. That's interesting. And 
were you disappointed to not experience it again? Not at all. Oh. It's like an no. Orgasm. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, That's literally. But, yeah. Like maybe this is coming again. <laughs> or an orgasmic birth. Oh. Right? I think our bodies are so cool. They are cool. Like mm. think about the fact how like you had your experience and your hormones like dipped. Yes. And her hormones went really high and but like you know mine what? were more even. I What's think it's interesting so cool. about that is you had a tough pregnancy, whereas mm-hmm. I love pregnancy because I mm-hmm. feel mentally amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm prone to being a right. little like. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of here and then went like yeah. that. And she was kind of here like, and went like that. I love being pregnant because I'm just like. I'm level-headed, I'm clear-headed, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm in a good place mentally, and I feel really good about myself physically. I just mm-hmm. quite like so how, yeah, and then like, I, I always, I feel quite attractive, pregnant. Yeah, like, I feel good, and I, um, that sounds so nice. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I think, I, I just, time. I just like time. really like no. that, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, you know, I had a C-section, so I felt like Frankenstein. <laughs> 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 The hormones dipped. Yeah. No, I think that's really I think that's interesting. That's very cool, Bianca. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. That's very I've cool. I've never I'm heard so of anything like that. Shared that. Yeah. How Thank about you? you? Just uh, old, normal, whatever? That's what? normal. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Comparison to this, I was, no, I was not, <laughs> I was not flying high. Um, what was it? I mean, I didn't want to leave the hospital because the hospital felt safe. Yeah. I was the same. I remember that. Yeah. The hospital felt safe yeah. and it felt clean. Yeah. And like I was aware of like the the air being, I don't know, filtered. I don't know. I was like, and we got in the car. I'm also car seat safety team, another podcast. Yeah. Is my scary thing. Like I think everybody has like little pieces of parenting that you're like hyper focused yes. on. Car seats are for me. Yeah. So like being in the car made me nervous. Okay. Um and the one good thing that I remember is very privileged perspective, but I had a cleaner go to my house while we were in the hospital because the idea that my house wasn't clean enough. I also have a thing. This about was for cleanliness. your first. Yes. Okay. I also did it the other time. Oh, you did. Like, I really valued coming okay. home to like a clean home, a clean house. Like okay. the cleanliness of things. I was very acutely aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have like, anyone like my mom nobody there wasn't like present I remember there was a lot of pressure I think culturally in the past it was very normal for people to come to the hospital yes and I knew that was not happening yeah, no, for no, me no. like I think my mom and my sister and his parents came at the end that and I have three children that never happened again um I was like okay I'm gonna tell this story my mother-in-law, if she watched this, is not going to be happy about it. But <laughs> I, I love it. I was induced. The first time. The, all three times. All three but times. yes, the first time. Okay. Uh, this story is about the first time. Okay. And I, I really was aware that I didn't want people around. So we didn't tell anyone that I had, like, started the induction. Okay. Until, I think until they, like, broke my water and, like, things were really happening. Yeah. And we were not great at keeping people up to date as things were progressing. Well, as is normal. You were in the moment. Uh, trying to be. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I think for my eldest, I gave birth at night. It, I knew it was at night because my, as I'm like, literally the baby has come out of me. They're still sorting things out down there. I'm holding, I'm breastfeeding. The nurse comes back in and goes, your in-laws are here. <laughs> oh, I go, 
What? They were like at a dinner party. <gasps> they had wine. Oh, they got into no. like a. I really hope was a cab. They showed up at the hospital, and I was like, I mean, my husband and I were both. This was not an appropriate time for in-laws to walk in at all. I was very much the baby had just exited me. Um, and so she went back and she said, I'm so sorry, you can't come in. They were not happy. Wow. Yeah. But the idea of like people being around, I was very conscious of. And when we went home, you know, I was the first of my family for a very long time. I was the first of a lot of my community. Mm -hmm. And uh, people wanted to come visit. Yeah. And people got mad. There were certainly severances because I was like, no, like, you know, yep. this is our time. Yeah. I'm, uh, we'll talk about breastfeeding another time, but like the first couple of weeks of breastfeeding my first baby, like, yeah, no. I was nude. Yeah. A lot. Same. Mm -hmm. I did not put a shirt on. And so limiting that was important. Um, yeah, people were not understanding that. I, that was very present in my mind of like our coming home story was like that there was a lot of like the visitor piece. And people who didn't piece. have kids weren't understanding. People that had kids were no. not understanding. Yes. Really? Because I think that it was just that's the way it was. People came, People were in the past. People were in the room with you. And like that was just not going to work for me. But it's so difficult to set a boundary to start with. And also when people get upset at it. That's yeah. really hard. I actually, I'm okay with upsetting people <laughs> at a holding yeah. boundary, especially when people get upset. I'm like, you know, even more, even more yeah. so. I'm like, no, no, like then you, then this was, this was there for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, like we needed that boundary. Mm -hmm. Your reactions yeah. to of course. be upset with me when I'm setting this boundary and I just birthed a human, that boundary really needed to be there. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay with holding that. Um, but, yeah, I just remember that a lot. And I remember my, like, I'm trying to think of how I was feeling. I think pretty balanced. I remember my mom was aware that I was going through a tough time. Maybe not the extent of it, but to a certain degree she was. And, or at least I was saying a lot that I, I, I was having a hard time with not sleeping and things of that nature. And. She said to me often, and she would repeat this, and I found it really sort of basic, but so helpful. She said, everything passes. All of your yeah. feelings pass. Mm -hmm. The yeah. way that yeah. you feel, Everything's okay. like, ev it's, it's not for always. Because I think when you're feeling those really difficult feelings, yeah. part of the darkness of it uh, and the loneliness is that you don't know, you can't imagine getting yourself out of them. You know probably if you were to think rationally, I will get out of this. This feeling is not permanent. But in the depths of it, it's hard to imagine how you're going to get out of it. And she would say that continuously to me. Like, she would say, like, it's, it's a phase. Like, it's, it's, it's now, it's now, and it's difficult now. And it may be difficult for a while still, but it is a phase and it will pass. And I just clung on to that, you know, like, and it almost makes you feel a little bit more at peace with the hardness of it all, yep. knowing that it's a phase, you can kind of live it with some acceptance yep. because you can't accept if you think I'm going to be feeling like this always, then you feel the need to get out of it. But if you know it's going to pass, you can accept. And I think that was a, it's a very basic concept, but it always bears reminding when you're going 
through any kind of hard time, motherhood, in early days of motherhood or or, or other phases, that, that things pass, you know, that, that those feelings are, are not to stay with you for always. Um, I don't remember if you told me that, but I remember when I brought Maya home and I was changing her in my mudroom on the counter or whatever, um, I called you because you yeah. had kids before me. And uh, I remember I called you and I don't know what it is. She wouldn't stop crying. She wouldn't lie. I don't know. There was something and I called her and I think you told me, I think so, you had probably told me that like, you know, like I've been through it. it it's like, it's going to pass. It's a difficult moment. And, and, and I, and I think, I still think about that now, like just motherhood in general, things, difficult moments pass. And it's yeah. very comforting for me at least to think that way, because again, like, you know, it won't last forever. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, uh, you know, there's also the anxieties I feel towards the things don't last forever as well. Yeah. Because I was going to say, everything's yeah. a phase, the good and the bad. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, oh, the newborn phase, like, again, social media. Maybe I should just stop social media altogether. I oh, I can't should. now, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Anyway, like just getting, you know, this is a phase. The newborn phase is a phase. You really have to hold your baby and and, and be with your baby. You know, look at your baby. It's going to go away in a flash of an eye. And I'm just like, but people, I'm people really need to stay quieter. Yeah. Because. But I think yes. people mean well. You see, like. I know. Like, also, because, can we give like a moment of appreciation to how wonderful your mom is? Oh, oh by the way. She's a ha- saint. I handled, know <laughs> Handled it, per- like really said what you needed to hear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, She's very good for that. She's ve- and like she, none of it is groundbreaking ever. Like it's not like what well, she's well, saying. But you know, hearing it at the right moment in the right way is know. like is that's very important. Hope. Like that's yeah. everything. Yeah, that is true. It's and true. that's what you gave me, and that's what my friends, and that's why we're doing this is because my friends validated my feelings. Vanessa yeah. helped me through a tough moment just by saying, like I've been there. It's okay. Like it's normal. It's gonna pass. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I think, um, you know the word overstimulated? Yes. <laughs> Do I know it? Yes. So I never knew that word. And I think that that word describes a lot of what those hard moments mm-hmm. were for me. Like the crying, like the noise. I don't know. The noise. When I became the a noise. parent, it's as though my ears like went on super drive. Mm-hmm. And that idea like noise really triggers yeah, me. Same still. So like the crying at the beginning, like now I hear a baby cry and I'm like, wah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But in that moment, maybe it's hormones, whatever it is, I was overstimulated by a lot of the things. The touch, the hear, the, the touch. You're always the, being touched. The always... touch. The touch. Yeah. Yeah. Being touched Did out. Did your like... breast uh, leak while baby other babies were crying? No. That happened to me one time. Me I was too. like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Yeah, but you, you're, that's fine. <laughs> no, mate, you know, like. Um, that, that didn't happen, but I really, I mean, this is a different topic, but I really felt let down. So potentially I felt let down, but I don't think I'd leak. Okay. But like the idea of being overstimulated, I wish I had the language. This was, right, yes. this was eight years ago. Yes. So overstimulated, I felt that a lot. And I wasn't also able to like communicate it to my husband, like, Justin, I am feeling overstimulated. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go somewhere and be alone and yeah. be in the quiet. So yeah. I didn't have that language. Touched out wasn't a thing then. Mm-hmm. So there was no way to like communicate the yeah. things yeah. that I was feeling. And yeah. also there wasn't like conversation about it to relate to in the same way. So I think like, I wish I had had that language. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. 
just I, I very much agree with that. That touched up just feeling like if you could name the thing, then you could. Yeah. I, it, it, there's some release in that in saying like, oh, that that's it. That's the yeah. thing that I'm feeling. Um, just on another thing completely that's coming to mind. Did I? Did any of you ever feel resentful? Resentful to your spouse for not having to do what's considered like the heavy lifting? Because for me, like the, of, of of early mother of early early parenthood, if you breastfed, like no. that's the you've never felt. No. I felt so resentful to Chris. I remember like, waking no, up yes. in the night, waking up in the middle of the night. If I had to breastfeed, I'd be like, "I'm oh, awake, no. wake up, I'm awake." Like if I, you can't sleep, if I'm not sleeping, that's we created this crazy, thing together, right? Yeah. Which is crazy because. At least one of us should be getting sleep and being rested. But I was so... I sleep was a big thing for me. And I, I was really resentful of losing sleep. And so that I think I had not appreciated how this lack of sleep would impact yes. me. And breastfeeding, uh, how demanding it was at nighttime. And I am so... Like everyone says this. Like I don't function well on lack of sleep. But like... You really don't <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say counterpoint. So are you a good sleeper? Yes. Can you sleep till 10, 11 o'clock no, and no one woke no, you up? No, no. But you can but sleep. I, but you I, like, sleep I love going to bed at like very early and yeah. waking up early. Yeah. Okay. I am an awful sleeper. Like awful. Always. Since? Always. I was okay. Really? It gets to a point where you're not okay, but I was okay. My husband was not. He is a person like he, he's barely awake when he's awake at night. Like he is not great at night. But I was okay. I I would, as I said, like he would be sound asleep, and I would be like, uh-uh. wake up, you wake get, up, because get, yes. it's not fair. Yes. Why would you sleep yes. if I'm yes. awake doing this? And I'd like, I'd nag him on this when I he was breast when I was breastfeeding, and he got he got into um, rock climbing for a while. I was like, no, you can't do that. No, I'm that hundred percent. I was like, you're yes. not allowed to go rock climbing. It was yes. it was indoor, like yes. right at a gym next yes. door to us, and I was like, you can't. Go out and do that. I'm stuck here breastfeeding. You're sitting in this chair with me while I'm doing this. <laughs> no, so 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 I and by no shape, way, or form is like, but but I I never felt resentment because I'm from a different view, which is not great either. Where you know the women breastfeed and they are supposed to wake up. Like I have that mentality still. Really? Yeah. So I didn't care. He was working. What am I going to wake him up? And he has to go to work. I mean, what just to stare at me? I agree. Once the work thing came into it, yeah. it's kind of changed. But a even bit. when he wasn't working, he took like a, a three weeks off when Maya was born. Okay, Chris um, took four months, so that's why I could do that. Oh, <laughs> but if he yeah. if he would have told me I'm going rock climbing, I would have said no. But I wouldn't have said it because oh, I'm stuck here and he's going there. I would have said it because I need you here to help me. If yeah. I'm, who's going to get me water if I'm thirsty? I'm not going to get up with a baby latched to my boob and go to the fr- like I treated him like a butler. You know what I mean? And okay. yeah. he was okay with that because I needed help. It was our first child. Granted, Maya was born March 14th, 2020. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was the day before the lockdown. Yeah. We were alone. Like, and nobody yes, was helping us. Yes. It was me and him, and that yes. was it. Like, if yes. I needed water, he's getting me water. If I yes. needed to go to the bathroom, he's holding yes. the baby. You know, like, but uh, but I'm, but it's not, it's not good either because, but, but I'm really from the mentality, which I'm starting to try to get out of, but. You know, oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a, I'm the mother. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Why are you thinking of me? No, I, it's because I like it's very like, and it's a very unfeminist point of view. Yeah. Traditional. I think, I think a fem. Let Let's put feminist out here for yeah. a second. 
being a feminist is someone who believes that we are all equal. Yes, okay. It doesn't mean that we haven't come from gendered role societies right. and we don't it, it's it's not built still inside of us. Right. Right? Like we all have elements of that yeah. and doesn't make you not a feminist. My point was more I just like I needed the help, you know? And because bring, need bringing a baby home by yourself, like totally. you need help. You you need someone to get you things and to Switching gears, something that I did feel, and I did share it with a few moms that had that same thing, is that as a new mom, and it actually lasted for over a year, um, I was terrified that somebody was going to come home and kidnap my child. Mm -hmm. Intrusive thoughts. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So you, you, you genuinely believe this could happen? Yes, I did. Well, I mean... I, I uh, rationally, I knew, oh, like, it's not going to happen. But I, I, I would wake up and make sure, like, let's say I was sleeping, I would wake up and make sure he was in his bed or, like, sleeping next to me. Okay. Or um, let's say he, he was napping and I wasn't sleeping. I would go check on him to make sure he was there. Was he, it, he, and it was waking you up? Uh, was it waking me up? I, I can't recall, but if I would wake up, I would check. That's yes. a thought that would pop up yes. when I would wake up. I would check you, if they were still breathing, but I wouldn't like, check if they were still there. You could have been experiencing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For that, yeah. Like even walking outside normal. or being was in the park or... Mm -hmm. Was anxiety inducing? Uh, well, no. No, no. I would go outside like every single day. It wouldn't stop me from doing things. But the thought but would enter your mind. The thought would enter my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Keep your baby close. Like... Nobody, nobody's going to yes. snatch him away. Kind so of I guess you just have very yeah. many visitors. Well, let's go back. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, we had absolutely no yeah. visitors. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it didn't. We gave birth yeah. at exactly the same time. Both exactly. Times. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. It didn't stop me from doing things, but the thoughts would still come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thoughts are hard. You could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I do want to say something. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The, no, because these are like your story. anecdotes. Yeah, well, yeah. they're not okay, that go. great now that no, I think come about on, share it. And they don't they don't fit in share all that well. It, share it. They feel a bit forced now actually. No, no, it's fine. But two things that I, I was thinking about because I tacking on to your car seat. Sorry. We were the we were so ill-equipped when um Emma really? was born that we brought the car seat and then we fussed at the hospital, Chris did, for about an hour. Like, make, trying, trying to, to yes. get Emma. And, and we were like, this is not that hard. Really? This is not that complicated. But f I get, we were, I we stayed at the hospital for a long time because okay. of my emergency C-section. Yeah. I was there for six days. Wow. wow. And um, by the time, and I loved being there. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. I thought we there. <laughs> but by the time it, we had to leave, we were still quite sleep deprived, both of us. Chris too, because I wouldn't let him sleep. <laughs> but um, we... Um, we could not. We're like. But what does it mean? Like you couldn't no, buckle I, the thing. I don't, I don't get I, it. I can't. Because well, you have to feed it through. Yes. To this day, there's stra There's things to do. It's okay. To this day, okay. We are still like relatively, like intelligent people. We could not figure it out. We yeah. we, were, we were like, eh, how does this work? We couldn't work it. So eventually, we, we did, did manage nurse, to get it work. Yeah. The nurse huh? was like, and we're like, okay. And she's like, now you try to do it, and then we could do it. Um, but it was like, they don't, you know, they don't teach you that. Yeah. And, no. and it's just like, before you 
leave the hospital, yeah. just like put a doll in your thing yeah. and see if you yeah. can feed I think I did that. the straps and all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's useful to do that. The other thing also that I remember, and now I think like it's almost embarrassing to say this, but I knew I wanted to breastfeed, and that's something that I I had other problems as now is well documented, but yeah. I didn't have any trouble breastfeeding. Um, but what I didn't know, like this is almost shameful, but I didn't know that you needed special bras and like particular bras and yeah. I didn't think of that like it's not I knew I guess I I didn't think of that yeah. it's not that I didn't know it I yeah. didn't think oh I better bring a nursing bra with me right I didn't have one right okay. I had gotten That's one okay. tank top I think yeah. that was like a, with a clip yeah but I didn't I didn't think that I needed more equipment than that right and then I realized well like oh, evidently I'm gonna need more than that I have in my closet and the bras that I have in my closet is not going to work. So the day or two after, we rushed to um, Coco Melon. Uh, which Melons and Clementine. Me Clementine. Merci. Merci. Yeah. Coco <laughs> Melon. I was like, that's the music. Yeah. Melon. 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 Yeah. That's where I went too. And then I, I bought everything I needed there to, to properly do the breastfeeding. But also... We brought Emma in the carrier to Coco yeah. um, Melon And it turns out we had totally, we didn't know how to put her in the carrier either. The lady that was there, she was like, no, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> so we couldn't put her in the car seat. I wasn't equipped to breastfeed. And then it turns out we had tried haphazardly to put her in the carrier and it was all wrong. So, you know, were, that funny. was like a one-stop shop where they was like full resources for everything. It's good to have those places yeah. actually where you can go and they'll just help you with and all of those kind. little things. They're so kind. They're, they're so, so kind. Like, I think all of these specialists, they're really coming from, like, a kind place. Yeah. And acceptance and no judgment. And it's wonderful. I could, like, honestly, if they would have judged me, I wouldn't have judged because I, I really I really didn't know anything. <laughs> but um, they were incredibly helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Vanessa, You're welcome. Bianca, yeah. and Alex. It was really nice. And thank you for sharing your stories with us. You're welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to We've Probably Been There, a podcast by First Moms Club. Follow First Moms Club on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Watch us on YouTube and Spotify and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next week for more stories about this roller coaster we call motherhood. Thank you for listening.